The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome to another crew episode of The Adventure Jogger, because when you're running tough miles... You need a good crew to get you through those tough miles. And once again, we have one of the finest crews in the land for you. We start off with the man to my right, but you're listening in headphones, so what difference does it make where he is? It's Jeff Stafford, everybody. Welcome, Jeff. I could be in another state. How the hell are you doing? We are in the same room, and we're shockingly close to we each are other right very now. very close. Uh, I am enjoying a black cherry white claw. And I've got a raspberry. Cheers. Also on the crew from the Tortoise and the Hare podcast, kind of a double podcast uh, between the Adventure Jogger and Tortoise and the Hare, we've got the Beast of the East, the pride of Savannah, Georgia, the guy who I brag a lot about and drop his name all the time, Pat <laughs> Reagan is on. Hello, Pat. Hey, guys. It's nice great. to chat with you. Nice to have you on as well. And... Pat's sidekick. I believe this is the hair of the tortoise and the hair <laughs> in the podcast is Mike Nadu. Mike, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on. This is exciting, guys. Can't wait to get in some dialogue. He's definitely got all the hair right now. <laughs> the, the tortoise and the hair. <laughs> I want to start this thing off with, with asking you guys how the, the tortoise and the hair podcast came together how are you able to tolerate reagan mike that's what i want to know you know so i'm 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 out on a run one day and i i get this idea that i want to do a podcast and i and i call up patrick and he and i've become friends over the few years that um i've owned fleet feet and gotten to know him and i said hey man what, what are your thoughts about this podcast yeah and he's like man i love it and you know we start kicking around ideas about the tortoise in here little did i know though my boy the the hair there all of a sudden was just going to go, okay, and here's what we need to do. We need to have all these guests on it. And started going crazy. I'm like, oh, Jesus. He's not dead oh, on the side of the road, man. His brain thinks like this too, man. Holy cow. And so, Pat, you're like, okay, I want to do a podcast because I know we've talked in the past about how you should do a podcast because you're not boring. That's an important part of doing a podcast is, is not being boring. So did, did I plant the seed? Well, thank you. That's one of the the nicest comments I've ever got, Ryan. That I'm I'm not boring. I I sometimes I don't know if you guys have ever seen what we we do in the shadows. Yes. There's a social vampire on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when I'm talking about running, I feel like that social vampire when I'm not when I'm talking to other people that aren't runners. You walk into the room and you say, "Well, uh, well, you know, I, I went out and I uh, I did some running and I went quite far." And, oh, how, how far did uh, you go? How far did you go? Did you do? Did you do three, the same? Did you do three miles? Um, I plan to run far again, and I think it will make me stronger. And everyone's falling asleep. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Me and Mike kind of really just hit it off, man. We uh, we we feel like we we got up and running. We got some some really 
really awesome guests from the get-go and and this is kind of a unique podcast for us it feels like like it's a special edition right like we get to come together with two other people that you and jeff that that like the podcast and and this is cool like this is interesting for sure what I found with podcasting, and Mike, maybe you can agree, I used to think like people, like running people would <clears throat> listen to podcasts and take a while to decide, like, do I want to be associated with this podcast? And especially when I started the Adventure Jogger about a month and a half ago, I was like, who the heck's going to want to go on this thing? It's brand spanking new. But what I found about runners is... <laughs> People want to talk and nobody says no. You ask anybody, they're like, do you want to talk to me for an hour? I'm in. Yeah. No doubt. I I think that's one of the the curious things about runners is you can take someone who is absolutely who absolutely doesn't talk at all, Mm -hmm. get them in a running environment. And all of a sudden, it's just like you've opened Pandora box, right? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I can talk forever. I get to talk about <laughs> running? What the hell? <laughs> and then the rest of the normal society is looking at us like, oh, my God, what is wrong with this person? <laughs> <laughs> I've often felt sorry for, you know, people that are into podcasts. And maybe they stumble upon a running podcast just by accident because they, they, they go, oh, adventure jogger. What does that mean? Or tortoise and the hare. Are they talking about turtles and in rabbits is this a nature podcast and then they accidentally download a running podcast and they're like well this is a cure for insomnia you don't care about ultra running man yeah right these guys are talking about running 100 miles what the hell does that so patrick well, ryan plugelman and i are sitting here having a white claw what what is it you're imbibing on Oh wow! Well, uh, you know, oh, no. I had this I had this fantastic beer picked out today, right? Uh, at, at a local distributor, it was a it was a local brewery of some sort. Uh, I'd never had it before. They they sell four packs, and it was like a stout, cookies and cream summer ale with lactose. And I was like, oh, so I'm so stoked! <laughs> and now I can remember that I sat it down next to the sushi man. That's a I went beer, to get right? Some sushi because I was kind of famished midday. And I can remember I left it right next to the sushi. So I'm actually drinking a Waterloo, which is a uh, a, a PG White Claw. It doesn't have any booze in it. <laughs> so, oh, oh, okay, I see. I've got a I've got a Waterloo. It's it's like a Lacroix. Yeah. La- 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 I love that he's holding up the camera to show our audience. Right. <laughs> Can everybody Can see that? Can everyone out there in the audience. Focus, focus, see, people, right? focus. Look, 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 great look branding. Nice watermelon on there. It's fantastic. <laughs> now, is it like um, Lacroix, where it kind of tastes like maybe it was shipped in a truck that may have had watermelons in it? That's how light the taste right. is. Yes, yes, I, that that's precisely how light the taste is. It, it smells a little like watermelon, even on the outside of the can. So, you know, well, hey, why don't you guys tell? Is us it a scratch and sniff can? Podcasting. <laughs> it is not a scratch and, and sniff can. Um, I, the, how we got into podcasting? The white claw might be. No, it just smells like aluminum. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was. Uh, part of a podcast called the East Coast Trail and Ultra Podcast, and um, and well, there was kind of a some drama with that one, and, <laughs> and that podcast blew up in a spectacular fashion, and so I was gonna kind of give up on podcasting 
And I was like, ah. But I, a lot of people said, hey, why don't, you, why don't you start another podcast with without your former co-host and have Stafford on it just and just branch you know. out and go. Yeah. And so um, instead of just calling it quits, I was like, okay, well, fine. I'll, I'll just start a new one. And the adventure jogger was a term that I had heard um, used as kind of like a derogative towards people in the middle of the back of the pack like someone said like go look at those adventure joggers back there like they weren't real runners and i i love that term so much i'm like god adventure jogger that just sounds so cool and so um yeah so when the first podcast kind of went kaput jeff and i talked about it and and so we have like a kind of a multitude of different episodes we have Episodes like this where it's crew episodes where there's, you know, four or five people on all just having a good time talking about random. Yeah, whatever comes up. And I've got one on one interviews and interviews with race directors. And so it's it's been a heck of a lot of fun. My my uh, my daughter built the website and like came up with the logo and we've got merchandise. So it's been kind of a whirlwind of of, uh, you know, ending one podcast and starting the other. But Jeff and I have known each other for five years. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, maybe six when did when did we meet 2014 i think okay 2014 so jeff and i have been together as a running couple for six years um and when we do go out running together people do assume that we are father and son we get that all the time like oh how nice for a a father and his son to go out on a nice jog together and it's like oh well it's because we're both wearing the same hat yeah because we're both wearing glasses we're both running you know it's like uh uh-huh yeah so that's the story of how the adventure jogger came together well, I think it's uh, Jeff. It's it's really sweet that you're taking your dad out there, All right? <laughs> <laughs> Cruising him around a bit. I mean, you know, right? Keep, keep him young at heart, right? Sure. <laughs> one thing. So I, what do? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, one thing that I wanted to address. We have to absolutely discuss this before we get too far into anything, because Mike, we have a poor soul. On this podcast, you know, Mike, you're you're a middle back of the Packer. I'm a middle back of the Packer. Jeff is a middle or back of the Packer. We're people that get our entry fees worth out of a race. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like we, being a terrible golfer. Exactly. You're gonna, yes. you're gonna get your money back. Yeah. Exactly. We eat our food's worth. You know, like we're getting two hundred dollars. We're worth getting of it all, food. baby. We right. can wear whatever we want. Mike, if you don't want to wear Hoka's today, you can wear Brooks shoes if you want to. Why not? Or Skechers. Right. You could wear you could wear Skechers, Mike. Yeah. If you yeah. wanted to. Absolutely. You could drink a white claw whenever you wanted. But the poor soul that we have on this on this podcast is Pat Reagan, who is a sponsored Hoka athlete who wins, who's done with races hours before everybody else. Hours. When he's running Javelina and he's done in just like 12 hours, there are people that are finishing 20 hours later who are getting every penny out of that. Poor Pat, Mike, and Jeff. He's missing so You're much. You're not getting your money's worth well, at the front well, of the pack. Here, here's the thing. I... More than anything, I feel like I get shorted on watermelon. Like I'm just, I'm just a huge, I'm a huge consumer of watermelon, Pringles, pretzels, and I, sometimes I feel like I only get half as much as I really want. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
hey, calories in, calories out, man. I mean, you, you can't eat 500 calories of watermelon an hour, right? Well, you can't, maybe, but we can. You, you could. <laughs> we <laughs> damn sure will. Probably wouldn't, and it'll be spiked water. It'll be spiked watermelon too. Let me tell you. Twelve hours. <laughs> if you were, right? <laughs> Vodka spiked watermelon. Well, here's the other thing that's a sad soul for you is, you know, oh, we man. get to socialize back <laughs> there, and we and we and we get to, you know, make new friends and. I mean, we just a part of this big, huge community back there in the back of the back. You're up there by yourself, running solo. I mean, we really feel bad for you, bro. I mean, you're lonely up there. I mean, come on. Well, it's not it's not an easy job up there, guys. You know, <laughs> right. uh, somebody's got to do it, though. <laughs> somebody's got to do it, here, guys. It can be a little lonely at times. I tell you, when it's not lonely is when you're uh, when you're at an event like Western States and you're you're coming through the halfway point in twentieth oh, yeah. and. Uh, Wow, you're pressing as hard as you can. That's when it's not lonely, guys. You know, Mike and Jeff. I don't. Who were you when Patrick was running Western States? Were you like refreshing the feed and be like, "Come on, come on, Pat, come on!" Like, like, like cheering loudly at like at like one in the morning for Pat Reagan to pass. You don't know who's there. Like, like, I don't know where he is on the course, but I'm sure he's right behind somebody and me cheering a he's thousand miles that, away. He's trying to catch that headlamp. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get that next person. Yeah, actually, Pat had shared with me a little bit of his strategy going into Westerns before he left. Mm-hmm. So as I was watching, I'm like, okay, he said he was going to hold back. Okay, he said he was going to hold back. Okay, he said he was going to hold back. Okay, and then, yeah, I pretty soon I'm like thinking to myself, all right, dude, fucking go. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, come on. <laughs> Quit holding back. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at my phone going, what am I doing here? It's like, you know, watching a college football game on Saturday. I'm yelling at the TV screen going, what is this helping? <laughs> you know what's, the, <laughs> well, I definitely stressed my crew out. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. When it came to Pointed Rocks and I was in 11th, uh, I, th- I, think every, I think everybody was stressed out way more than me. And I was, I was about, oh, man, I mean, if I don't catch one, one person, I'm not coming back here next year, right? Right. And I don't know about if you remember this or not, but I believe I got drunk on a podcast and was like talking shit in your name. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, Pat Reagan's white claws. Yeah, Pat Reagan's gonna win Western States. He's I'm gonna like, win it. Four white claws into a Western States podcast, and I'm like, Pat Reagan is gonna crush that little Walmsley. He's gonna. It's gonna not even be funny and he's going to set a new course record like 13 hours and he's going to bring the the cougar back to the beast coast for the first time and since mike morton and and i'm watching that going like and i of course you finish up the podcast and you release it and you go like oh man wow boy uh, (laughs) it's a lot of pressure thanks buddy hey you know he only got me by jim only got me by an hour 45 hour 46 i mean Come on, man! Come on! I mean, it's nothing. Peanuts, peanuts, race. Let's be there. Uh, So, what guys? What? What? How did you guys find the ultra running world, and what got you interested in it? Um, Jeff's story is way more interesting than mine, so I'll let Stafford go first. Well, the ultra world in particular, uh, I ran a local trail race here in. Metro Clarksville, Tennessee. It was a f- five-mile trail run put on by our local. Uh, now it's a Fleet Feet store, but it used to be called the Runners Hub, and got hooked, and just took off from there. You know, five miles turned into a half marathon, turned into a full marathon, turned into oh, let's do 
Let's do 50Ks. Let's do 50 milers. Let's do 100 milers. What the hell? Let's... It just took off from there. Okay, well, here's the thing he's not telling you. It, we, he was kind of uh, maybe third or fourth into our group to start doing ultras. And so we had already had a couple under our belts when Jeff discovered this. And he's like, okay, I want to get in on this. You were the question machine way before you started running ultras and you were as oh, constant. Yeah. What do I do here? What do I do there? Oh, yeah. what, Cause Jeff's a planner. You don't know anything. No, you don't. And Jeff is a, is a former special forces helicopter pilot. And so he has to plan everything, everything. down to the second and know Can everything. Can you spell anal? How many letters are in anal? Exactly. Right. Four. <laughs> and so, and so, so Jeff was annoying as heck yeah. until he got, his first ultra and now so many races down the line jeff is like like glommed on wisdom like a like a like a sponge he's just a he's got a he's made a lot of uh, trial and error stuff and and it was kind of funny that our relationship really kind of 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 took off and cemented when i ran um the ozark trail 100 And I had a crew already. I had uh, Kyle Curtin and, and Troy Gizzy and, and Patrick Green and uh, Travis Esterby was going to come as my, my yep. standard crew. And then this old guy I'm invites with- himself to be on the crew. Ooh, hey, he's, he's like, hey, I'll hey do guys, it. I'm coming to Ozarks with you. And Damn I'm like, right. what the? <laughs> like, oh, and I'm such a nice guy. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. We're leaving Alrighty. at five today. And so we didn't know Jeff very well at all. He was just the guy who asked a lot of questions. But it was at that race when he was crewing and especially pacing and he got to pace me during some of the really Ooh. rougher times of the race <laughs> when I was nearly crapping my pants and just barely able to to move very fast that I was like my god I love this guy I'm so glad he invited himself along on this race for us I I never would have we'll get you to the known. finish line let's right, go let's right, go right exactly so we started off that race with kind of like all right there's an old dude here uh, <laughs> not sure how that's going to work out, but who, who's this Jeff guy? Right, yeah. right. And we ended up like like the best of friends, like like that completely cemented our group. And he was no longer the questions guy. He was he was like a brother. I mean, it, and it's been let's figure it out. He it, like and here's the cool thing about Jeff, and I and I might cry when I say this. Jeff is like the is like the grand is like a grandfather to my kids. Oh yeah, you know he is. He's the older brother. He's you know he's, he's a, your he, father on runs. He is. Right. He, no, he really he <laughs> it really works is. well. Yeah. He's like he's like Poor a son. Yeah, yeah. He's like a second dad or um you know like an older brother to me now and and uh, the true God honest true story and and not to get emotional here, but um when my 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 wife's father. Uh, he passed not too long ago, but he didn't have the greatest relationship with my kids, right? He didn't, you know, he just was not very kind to, especially my son. And so, you know, Jeff had been over the house a bunch of times and, you know, my son had run with Mr. Jeff and spent a lot of time with Mr. Jeff. And and my son came home and he was he was really upset about... Um, a school project that he had to do. And the right. school project was to do a family tree. And you had to, you know, and he was so upset and I couldn't figure out why he was, 
he was upset about doing the family tree. What's the big deal? Right. Yeah. And so I said, what's, what's the issue here? He goes, I don't want to put Grandpa Mike on the family tree. He yells at me all the time. We don't have this great relationship. And he said, do you think I could just put Mr. Jeff as my grandpa on the family tree? Because I love Mr. Jeff, and Mr. Jeff is nice to me, and, and, and I wish Mr. Jeff was my grandpa. And I said, I, I don't think Mr. Jeff would mind at all. Do it. If you put him down as his grandpa. So he turned in that, that assignment with, uh, with Jeff Stafford in the grandpa slot. Grandpa. Of his family tree. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's how. That's awesome. Yeah. See, the running community is family, mm-hmm. right? It is. There's, there's proof right there. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got a question for you, though, Jeff. Let me see the checklist. I know you're going to have a checklist in front of you, right? I mean, if you're the helicopter special ops pilot guy. And all- <laughs> Three by five card. Go. <laughs> Got my little notes. I'm all set. Yeah. You, I see. knew there had to have been a checklist. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> How many checklists do you carry to an ultra? I usually have one beforehand, you know, Make sure I got everything check off, you know, clothing, nutrition, hydration, first aid, blah, oh, blah, blah. It's not to run naked. Go yeah. through all that stuff. <laughs> I pack it all in a Maybe big, uh, big fat max roll around case that the crew can haul around. And it's very well organized. And at the end, it's totally trashed. And I'm all oh, bent out of shape about it. It pisses him off. I will tell you something, Mike and Pat. He has this this rolling toolbox, this Fat Max toolbox. It's got tape on it with with labels on it. Yes, yes. And everything's in a Ziploc baggie. Yes, and everything is in order. And so, like, you'll go through it and you'll be like, okay, he's got his buffs here. He's got three headlamps here. He's got batteries here. He's got goo here. But don't mix up the goo with the hammer gels. Don't do that. Because they're not the same. And then keep them in alphabetical order, right? Right. And then he has long socks, short Short socks. Socks, ankle socks, long sleeve shirts, short, short sleeve shirts, tank tops, and he has it all spread out in all everything has its own compartment and, yeah. and we will mess with it on purpose. So oh. when the race is over and he opens that fat max, like, my God, you guys, everything is it's labeled. Destroyed. I, I don't know why you guys can't put it all in the in the right spaces. It, it, it is no bigger than a regular tackle box, right? <laughs> right. I mean, he's got to just back well, it's, tight, right? It's got a little size to it. But. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Speaking We're of races. Going, Shit, we couldn't fit this in a regular size suitcase. He's got it down the top. Right. Yeah, man. Speaking of races, Patrick, what? What were you signed up for that has been canceled and or postponed? Oh, man, give or take everything. Yeah. Um, Lake Sonoma was canceled. Unfortunately, Skip Brands race in, uh, you know, formerly Tropical John Mettinger out in uh, Sonoma County, California in April. Uh, Western States canceled in June, as everyone knows. Mm -hmm. And then the the 100K World Championships, you know, was canceled in the fall. Um, So those were all three pretty big hits you know just in terms of like that was kind of the bread and butter of my year those were uh you know especially states and worlds were like the two big focal points right uh, but hey man every run, every runner pivots right you, you find new adventures you find new things to, to potentially do um we're sure, still not sure entirely what the landscape's going to look like for racing for the rest of the year so true. still trying to figure Very that true. out right you sign up how for anything that's that is your, still open at this your, time your training bro yeah, so so that's been, that's been interesting. That's something me and Mike talked about with uh, with our guest on on Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, on our podcast was 
you know, how do you change the landscape of your training given that you don't have races necessarily to peak for, right? Like you don't, you don't have an A race coming up to peak for that was your original plan. Um, for me, I've, I've kind of pivoted to a little bit, you know, a slightly lower volume, more moderate kind of 60%, even to 40% of like ma- usual max training volume, you know, working on weaknesses in terms of, um, you know, strength training with, sure. a, with a weight vest, a lot of core strength training, um, you know, kind of doing, lower lower end aerobic endurance work as opposed to a lot of really quality workouts that would peak me for for an upcoming race so um you know i kind of originally pivoted to the dome joe fugis race up in wisconsin i'm not sure if that's going to happen so i'm I'm sort of pivoting again into the fall um with, with some other potential ideas so we'll see yeah hey mike yeah when you found out because, you know, Pat had a very elite answer. That is the answer of someone who is gunning. That's the answer for a sponsored athlete. For the W. <laughs> gunning for the W. Had Pat Reagan said, well, hey, guys, uh, what I did was uh, when I found out States was canceled, I uh, <laughs> spun into a three-month-long nightmarish Binger. descent into bonbons <laughs> and truly. <laughs> you know, like, like you know. Not even White Claw. Right, right, right. truly. <laughs> you know? Truly, truly. You know? yeah. Hoka's Bud not paying for, seltzer, for White Claw. Bud They're paying seltzer. for truly. Uh, <laughs> Hoka would have called him and been like, Patrick, this is Dan Hoka on the line, CEO of Hoka Shoes. <laughs> this is Mr. Hoka. Dan Hoka. Mr. Hoka. This Mr. Dan Hoka here. And Patrick, that's not the answer of an elite champion athlete such as yourself. I am disappointed. <laughs> that was a great answer, Pat. I'm really glad you gave that one. Mike, when you found out the Rona had kind of ruined your ultra plans for the summer, how did you respond to it? And if you answer the same as Pat... I'm going to call you, you know, out I'm for lying. being full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can answer a little bit for Mike and say that he ate a lot of popcorn for dinner. Popcorn? Yeah. I've, I've witnessed that on a semi-regular basis. Dinner. Um, he did put some nutritional yeast on the popcorn for everyone. <laughs> oh. for a nice, nice amount of seasoning. But, uh, uh, no, you know, I, I, I just like everyone else kind of have taken the opportunity to you know, scale back some running for a little while, take sure. a look at what I was doing, um, what's right, what's wrong. And then, you know, I got into doing a couple of the virtual races. I'm in the great race across Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, about halfway through that sucker. And, and now just started doing running doubles every day to try to go ahead and knock that thing out. But I think it's something that, you know, a lot of us have had to go and reevaluate why we're running. Right. Because, a lot of us run to do races and, and want to be in that competitive environment and that ultra culture that we brag about so much on probably both these podcasts because of how fantastic it is. So you've had to reevaluate, you know, why am I out here running 50, 60, 70 miles a week mm-hmm. when I ain't got no run coming up? And, you know, right. elite athlete, mid-packer, backpacker, right? Venture runner back here. That's me. You know, I, I think, though, it's helped me rediscover again, though, why I run because – Man, I'm out there just to be running. And, you know, I, I've had my bad days. And I, I will say one of the best things about this is I have not been sticking to a training program. I'm kind of going out. And if I feel like running 10 miles today, I run 10 miles. If right. I go out yep. and I decide that I want to run 15, I run 15. If I go out, I mean, I've turned the, my neighborhood block, which is a little bit more than a mile. And I'm going, yeah, I'm not feeling that. And I just run home. And that, I mean, that's kind of nice, though, actually. So it's, I think it's, 
you know, yeah, would I love to be racing? A- absolutely. I mean, that's that's what we do. But I, I think I'm having a li- I'm having some fun with just going out there and and running and you know just for the cause the run. It's it's really been kind of great. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, I'm with you. I did. Uh, I've done a few virtual races in the interim since things have been canceled. Um, I've been kind of exploring out in the country, just running country roads a lot because on the trail, our, our local trails, I should say, with with the COVID. Everybody and their mother goes to the trail, and it's just like you can't you can't move, you can't breathe on the trails here. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll go run on the country roads. There's absolutely nobody out there, nobody. So I just create new routes. If I run like you, if I want to run 15 that day, I'll run 15. If I want to run four, I'll run four. You know, it's there's no rhyme or reason to it. Probably averaging about 50 to 60 miles a week. Um, I need to, I'm about three months out from a race that has not been canceled yet. It's called Plane 100 up in Washington State. So working on that. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is one what of those. What about you, Ryan? Oh, me? Um, hey, well, yeah, you running? Yeah, I am running. Um, running my mouth mainly. No. Um, <laughs> he does it well. <laughs> running my mouth right. well. Yeah. Every bar, <laughs> every bar I go to, I'm sitting in the bar going, yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, yeah. guy in Savannah. His name's Pat Reagan. And I tell you, those people at the bar really love the talk <laughs> They do. The Three guys walk into a bar. <laughs> this guy has a beard, and he's skinny, and he's fast. <laughs> like, Pat Reagan is super fast. Let me tell you the ballad of Pat Reagan, everybody. Uh, no. No, 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 it's been, and that's 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 a Ryan Fogelman for you. Folks, that's, right there. that's that's what <laughs> right. that is. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, that sums it up right now. They're going, I'm not listening to the adventure jogger. This guy sounds like an annoying tool. Uh, but no, it's been fun because my wife has gotten into running and she just ran her nice. longest distance. Um, which was six miles nonstop the other Woo-hoo! day. And so we've been kind of running together and, and talking, but her pace is a little different. And here's here's the, the, this is a few, but yeah, I'll get one more. Um, this is one of the few moments in my life where I get to see what, what it's like to be Pat Reagan. Um, cause it's not, it's not very often. I can't grow facial hair. Um, Hoka will not return my calls, but, uh, <laughs> my normal pace is, you know, probably eight minute miles, you know, eight and a half. Um, when I'm just kind of out there doing a training run or whatever, my wife's pace is like 12 and a half. So I've had to adjust and I want to run with her. I think it's fun, but I've never had to adjust my pace to that point and hold back so much. And I'm like, this must be what it's like when Pat Reagan runs with regular people. (laughs) So one day we're, we're Pat and I are talking and he says, you know, Hey man, let's go up and, um, we'll meet in the morning and we'll go run Daffin park, which is just literally up the road from the shop. Ooh, and, you know, and, and I'm just I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, sure. Why not? And then, you know, go home that night and I'm and I'm getting myself ready to go to sleep and get up for the next morning and then start packing my bag. And I start thinking to myself, wait a minute. I'm running with Pat Reagan in the morning around Daffin Park. This is going to be miserable for this fucking guy. Right? What was I thinking? Yeah, I'm going to be look, we, we start out at we start out at 635 and, pace. You know, <laughs> I, I, I get there and I'm doing all my, you know, my stretches and I'm warming up and I'm, you know knee kicks and flexes and, and, and pat barely rolls in you know he's like yeah i was really you know, if podcasters if you don't know this or podcast listeners or, or whatever if you don't know this pat reagan is not a morning guy does oh, not man. like rolling out of the bed in the morning no so we like and we do plan this early morning thing and he shows up just barely in enough time like throws his hat on goes okay let's go and we start running, and I'm just, man, I'm chugging. My watch is going crazy. Out of heart rate zone, right? <laughs> little Hank could have oh, smacked up and said, slow down, dumbass. <laughs> and Pat's like yawning. He's cruising around. Like, uh, 
right. Well, thanks, I got Pat. stuff to do today, Mike. Enjoy Come it. on. <laughs> no, he was fantastic, man. We went out and uh, enjoyed some miles together. But yeah, it definitely. Uh, I, I definitely got the better workout of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Mike's watch was going wild, and and I just heard beep beep. The frequency was getting crazier and crazier. I said, Mike, you, you doing all right over there? And um, you know, he just took a little break. You know, took, took a little break I, for every lap I ran. He, he ran. He ran every every two laps I ran. He ran one. So. <laughs> You're like in Captain America Civil War, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Right. When uh, Captain America is running around Washington, D.C., and he keeps passing Sam Wilson. He's like, on your left. On, on your left. left. <laughs> on your left. And Mike's like, oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Um, don't say it. So I'm running there one day, and Pat's there. He doesn't see me. And he's kind of obviously backing off. He's, he's almost done with his running. He doesn't know that I'm, that I'm running Daffin Park as well. And he, he runs in the field. And I'm and I'm there's a track and I and I see him and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm gaining on him right because he's he's I guess he's about done like he's I'm going down and I'm yeah gonna, I'm gonna catch him I'm gonna catch him I'm gonna catch him so I do I mean I I, I totally this. destroyed my training <laughs> run because all I started focusing on was catching Pat right he has no idea so I'm running up as fast as I can I mean my face has got to be you know Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer and damn dude, red. right so I'm just I'm just I'm I'm a baller right you're now. in zone five heart rate right now yeah. Pat's just like leisurely running, has no idea. And I get right past him and I immediately did just stop. Okay, that's it. My running career's over. It's over. No more to accomplish here. Thank you very much. Cherry on the cake, man. Cherry on the cake. <laughs> that, that so reminds me of a time. There's a guy I don't I don't know if I want to mention his name because he may not be be fond of me telling the story. But there's a, there's a great friend of mine who's since moved from the area and we would run trails together all the time and he's oh, had Lord. huge success. He is really and I he's a great guy and I think he's going to be the next one of the next stars of ultra running, but he had he'd gone out to the club the night before we were supposed to run and he got drunk off his bus but he didn't want to meet up or just didn't want to blow off our run and we were supposed to run 10 hard trail miles you know out on you know out in our our favorite park and he shows up he's still kind of drunk at this point you know he's buzzing pretty good and it's hot and so we take off and i am struggling to keep up with him but he is he's he's sweating it smells like a brewery because all the alcohol is now sweating out coming out pores and i could still barely keep up with him i'm like he is still probably over the legal limit and he's, and his, and his he's sweat, smoking your ass. Right, his sweat smells like like a Pabst Blue Ribbon, and I can barely oh, st- a stale <laughs> PBR, very stale. Yeah, and I can barely keep up with him. I knew at that point that I would never be an elite runner. That was when, for me, I was like, okay, I've I've been uh, relegated to adventure jogger for the rest of my life. If I can't keep up with this guy after an all night bender. How the heck am I gonna ever, <laughs> ever get to get to that point? Imagine him. In so, the guys, tell, tell us more about um, you know the the landscape of you know podcasting like in, in this era. You know how 
Ryan, you've been doing this a long time mm-hmm. and, and now yeah. you and Jeff have, have this cool podcast together. I mean, what, what has it been like to, you know, to interview athletes and, you know, runners that are used to running to ra- races all the time, um, you know, compared to this time period, like, you know, what's it been like for you talking to guys like Mike Wardian or Carl Meltzer, or, you know, like w- what have they shared, you know, how, how's the landscape changed for you? You know, I, for me, cause you know, Jeff comes on the crew shows right. and I do the one-on-one interviews and for me, what I've loved is it's given me an opportunity to go a little deeper with the runners. And, and I love Carl. Carl is always a great interview because he's got so many great stories to share. He's got opinions about everything, and he's just a great guy. Um, I just recorded a podcast that's going to come out on Western States Day with Andy Jones Wilkins, Mr. Western States. And this is the first time that, that guy. Oh, God, I love nice. Andy. And this is the first time I've been able to, like, get the Andy Jones Wilkins life story. You know, like, open up about his childhood and how he met his wife and got in, how he got into running. and Things his, other than running. Right, who his heroes are, who his running heroes are. And so the, the greatest thing about, about podcasting during the Rona has been you can meet some really interesting people and you can go a little deeper like i don't think i've ever gone really deep with you pat because it's always been some sort of interview like you've either accomplished something great or you're doing this or fresh off of a huge win and you kind of you kind of share that story about the event right like you share when you just absolutely your first hundred miler you crushed javelina and it was like oh my god yeah but that's not there now right 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 and so and so you know i got to kind of know who Pat Reagan was. I, I found out you had a wiener dog, but that was about the extent right. of, 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 of... Hold on, man. He's already been talking about his game. Don't bring, <laughs> Don't bring the weenie dog in. Uh, Don't bring away into this. No, but, so, so that's been one of the positives has been that um, you can go a little deeper with people and really get some I mean, great stories. And ultra runners are generally interesting people because we're in this this niche, this niche sport where, you know, it's just, it attracts an interesting type of person. But the other thing that I've liked about podcasting in the Rona is that there's people out there doing really incredible things that are not races. So they're Absolutely. right. Like I talked to, uh, uh, uh Jackie Hunt Brorsma, who is an amputee who was the first amputee to run 100 miles on a treadmill in under 24 hours. She did that on her own. You know, I mean, like, Pat, you know, 100 miles are tough. We all know 100 miles are tough. Sure. But it's even more tough when your bed is right across the room. Oh, God. Where, you know, you can quit at any (laughs) Any time. The couch is staring at you. There's the bag of Cheetos right there. Yes, but you can still (laughs) persevere. There's a white claw right right there. Exactly. Exactly. There was this. There's no RD that's going to hug you at the finish line. There's uh, there's nobody to catch. There's, you know, nobody nothing. cheering you on, really. Exactly. Right. There's no support. Well, I mean, Pat, you know what it's like to have nobody cheering you on. You finish before anyone even knows the race is done. So I mean, <laughs> here's I'm going I'm to replay a Pat Reagan finish for you. <sighs> OK, we're done. And the artist going, what? We got a first place finisher. Well, he's what? done. He's done already. We're not ready. We're not ready. No, no, go back. Go back. We got to get the, the ticker tape out we gotta get that no go back go back no but that's normally done showered has got a good nap in 
right? Sure. Before us, but before us, adventure joggers start rolling in, right? <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> Pat's gone to work. He's out, you know, he's like putting nine to five hours, comes back to the he's finish line. Podcast. He's already got his written. <laughs> he's already got his race report written. <laughs> right. His race report is already it's, up. It's published. <laughs> you know, and then he comes back to he, a he's race. He's already at the airport. Catch the right. <laughs> wow. I'm getting ragged on here, man. <laughs> See, okay, now this is now this is kind of interesting because normally Pat and I are interviewing another one of his, uh, you know, networks of, of Carl and all and all these great sure, runners. Yeah, and I'm sitting yeah. on the on the podcast going, God, I'll never know what it's like to be one of these guys because they're you know these elite guys. Yeah. And now, oh, how the table has turned. <laughs> oh, sure, sure has here, man. <laughs> Wishing this Waterloo was a uh, that, that stout beer that uh, right. Jordan Poole to the adventure runners. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Pat was able to admit the beer that he was ordering. That is the most hipster between the hipster beard and that beer. I, do you wear tight jeans when you're not wearing running shorts? Pat? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's most of my closet is, is uh, tighter pants. It actually is, guys. Yeah, I like this. Uh, what is this company? Uh, Trying to think, it, trying to think the jeggings? name of the jeans that are I are they old navy jeggings? Did you actually Je- got from the little girl section that are like the spandexy? Jeggings. Yeah, yeah, precisely. <laughs> that's that's precisely what I wear. Uh, nice a nice long Jams World Hawaiian shirt and, uh, and those leggings. Yes, it's perfect. That's that's my usual, uh, you know, nightly walking attire. Around, walking hobo Joe around the neighborhood. Just that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, but now now Mike and Jeff and I. We all like like our family. Oh, so this is your camp and my camp. No, 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 no. This is the all last right, time. Right. Hang on, last time, Pat. Like, Pat's like, like, okay, I got, I got hang it. On. Yeah, last yeah. time. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Last time. <laughs> this is the last time, Pat. Don't worry about it. I was thinking this is an interesting thing to discuss that no one's discussed on the podcast. Mike, Jeff, I, our families are kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, they they do these ultras. They think it's kind of cool and all that stuff. You, sir. Your wife had to explain to her parents that I'm marrying a professional runner. Like, like I'm marrying a guy. Like he, he's, he's in magazines. He does what? Not in any magazines yeah. you can get at Walmart. you got to go to Books a Million to get right. these, or you have to subscribe <laughs> to them. <laughs> you got to subscribe to these bad boys. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But, right but you had to, your wife had to explain to her parents, you know, like, what does this guy do for a living? Well, um, he he runs. He runs. Okay, but what is he? Uh-huh. What's he do though? Right, what does he do for a living? Well, he tells other people how to run, right? And run. Yeah. So he runs, and then he tells other people how to run. How did that go over, Pat? And did your in laws like did your did your father in law say, "Now listen, son, if you're gonna marry my sweet little girl, you're gonna have to get yourself me, one of them real jobs." Let me give you a little bit of advice here. <laughs> real jobs. Well, see, guys, I was really fortunate because I still had a full time job. When I met my wife's parents. Oh, okay. Good, good. Right? Right? Oh, good, good. And, and then the next year was 2019. Um, yeah. And that year went quite well. Yeah. My my ultra, just my professional running. So, hey, man, I got off scot-free, you know? <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> ooh, ooh, oh, it, it's jogging with a soft J. <laughs> yes, right. jogging with a soft J. It's my hobby, but my full-time job. <laughs> so, I'd have had to make something up, I guess, guys. You know? <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Like, uh, I feel like there are a lot of in- interesting careers you can have now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
quite common. You know, well, I run for a living or, you know, I'm, I'm a graphic designer. Like they're, they're very like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of individuals work for themselves. They, they have interesting, right. uh, interesting backgrounds, interesting career paths nowadays. Right. Like it's, it's quite, it's quite cool. Like Wordian, man, what, what Wordian does is quite cool. Um, you guys have had him on the podcast where, yeah, where he, he, he does all the shipping, right? Like yeah. he works, he's a shipping broker, like quite interesting. It is. It really is. There's so many uh, jobs out there. One thing that's always surprised me is, is the rise of the influencer. So like you've got these people who's, I mean, their whole job is I'm going to post a picture of myself on Instagram doing something and people pay for it. Uh, right. my, my real job is, is I'm a, I'm a radio DJ, which, uh, which they still, they still exist, by the way. I happen to still have one of those jobs. And I was doing this event at one of the local resorts. We have this thing called the Gaylord Opryland Resort. And so I was doing an event down there to, to kind of promote what they were doing for Christmas. And then there was this woman and her kids walked by and, and you know, dressed very well. And so everyone's, everyone at the hotel's all fussing and fawning over her. Like, oh, Mrs. So-and-so, what do you need? Oh, Mrs. So-and-so, I hope you like this. Oh, Mrs. So-and-so. And I'm like, wait a minute. I do... A, a morning show on a radio station in Clarksville, Tennessee, the 230th largest city in the United States. Why aren't they fussing and fawning over me? me. I didn't really think that, but so, and I, and I said to her, I said, who is that woman thinking like, is she a country and Western singer that I'm not familiar with? Which by the way, if you have a friend that loves country music, call it country and western because it drives them crazy just that's a great way to drive a friend crazy but i said who is this woman she goes oh she's an instagram influencer she has over 150 thousand followers and so she's staying at the hotel that's, for free and she's taking that's pictures. a job right she's taking pictures of, of of what she's doing and i'm like really and so apparently places like that instagram influencers contact them all the time looking for free stuff and free stays so they'll put it on their on their instagram page and i was like i and they have to weed through it and 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 they're they're really savvy about finding out like because you know you can buy you can actually buy followers i don't know did did, yeah, sure, did hoka pay sure. for yours pat or did you pay for all your own pocket? right Oh, oh, Dan, Dan Hoka. Yeah, you called him. That's Mr. Hoka. That's Mr. Hoka. Hey, hey, Pat, Dan Hoka again on the line. I'm going to buy you 500,000 followers. Uh, But no, you you can actually. Oh, man. And so they're so savvy. They've got to like weed through like who is a real Instagram influencer and who is a person that wants you to think they are and paid for, you know, half of their followers. It's really weird, but people make a living doing it. Wow. Yeah. Super, super strange, right? Mm-hmm. That there's this artificial way to, to create a huge platform mm-hmm. um, and probably really hard to weed through, you know, who is an actual influencer who doesn't have a bunch of bunch of bots when it comes to higher numbers like that, right? Do you want to know something funny? Here's a trick you can use. And that, now we're going into like weird territory. But hey, if people are huffing and puffing, we're 40, 45 minutes into this bad boy. You got to bring something along. A great way to know if someone is paid for followers or not. And that counts for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. If somebody has like 15,000 followers, right? Uh, and, 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 and their posts only ever get like one or two likes and no comments. That means most of their followers are bots because you don't, you don't see right. that, that natural interaction. Oh, Pat, okay. you've got 150,000 people on your, on your Twitter bot Facegram. 
And so like when you post a, a picture, like a, like a post run selfie, you're going to get, you know, a couple hundred likes and a couple hundred comments and all that stuff because they're legitimate, sure. legitimate followers. There's quite a bit of interaction, right? right. Like it, it, yeah. it might be that actual 10% of followers interacting, you know, you know, and I don't have a huge platform, right? Like right. 7,000 followers or something, but, but you get maybe 700 people interacting when they're, when you have a, a huge accomplishment right. or, or sure. you know, there, there's a post that, that speaks to a lot of people. And, and like you said, you get a lot of commenting back and forth mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's what keeps a, a community like positive right and, right, and i think right. you see a lot of that in ultra running in particular like that there's a lot of good content and there's a lot of uh you know talking back and forth not only between you know professional runner and other professional runner but you know i, I don't think there's this hierarchy of you know if you if you go on lebron james instagram i'm not sure what his policy is but but i don't think he's responding to many fans but right. yeah but, but you do that to say courtney dewalter and and i bet you she she responds to a lot of the people that um that interact with her on there right exactly i mean you guys responded when i reached out to you you didn't go like ah hang on Look, we're we're tortoise in the air podcast. We ain't got you time need, for this. No you plan. need to talk to my people. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Mike was not like, you know, I have an agent. Well, you clear it with them. Well, that's well, that's a good thing that you guys know Dan. Hope. Have you talked to so, Dan yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to run that through Dan. I mean, right? <laughs> no, but you're right, Pat. You bring up a great point about the, the online trail running community. I, it, it, it's, you know, these they have these Facebook groups, like there's East Coast Trail and Ultra Runners, which is really great, and there's Trail and Ultra Runners, yeah. which can get a little snarky at times, but that's, I mean, that's okay. Everybody has their ins and outs, but it really, it's, it's kind of cool to see the online world bringing everybody together, and man, the way these virtual races have brought people together. I mean, the great virtual race across Tennessee is 18,000 people. They're all on Facebook posting every single day and encouraging each other, and forming teams and i I was impressed to see the community didn't disappear it just went online they they just they changed and rolled with the flow for i mean for example i have noticed people that are running these virtual races and 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 such their weekly mileage is higher now than if they were training for a a typical race Mm -hmm. it's odd yeah yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that the ultra running community and just most ultra runners in general are very tolerant people that know how to pivot when situations get difficult. Right. And and I think that's that's part of what we're seeing is the people that are doing this truly just love the act of running and love to train, right? And we we don't have these hundred mile races right now that you know beat the hell out of us, maybe right, or a fifty mile race that beats the hell out of you. So so the recovery period isn't isn't maybe lasting as long and you get a chance to have these unique experiences. So you're, I think we're all trying to find the silver lining in this really like tough time in our world in general, you know, but man, oh man, when things go back, it is going to like the first race where it's not like you can't get around, you can't hang around at the start. You can't hang around at the finish. You can't touch here. You can't do that. The first race that's back to quote unquote normal, it is going to be a hug fest. Like if the yeah. Rona's not dead, oh, yeah. it's going to be revived at the right. research. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. Right, because because we're going to be all be hugging up a storm and sweating all over each other, and it's gonna that's going to be a beautiful thing to see. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait till we normalize in that way, and we're able to to actually interact in the ways we we usually get to as trail runners. Man, mm-hmm. I miss that. Yep, for sure. 
Yeah, there's there's something about sharing miles at you know two three o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, Pat, you wouldn't know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Maybe we're going to have to relentless do that, do that someday. Just to, relentless. <laughs> Pat's like you guys wrong. Someone asked Pat online, like someone sent him a, a Facebook message. Hey, Pat, I saw you in the Savannah Times. I love you. I'm a big fan. Hey, what type of headlight do you use? And Pat's like. People run with headlights? What? Why would you run with the headlights? That's like, ridiculous. Who runs Spare batteries. Who, like, uh, is this some sort of prank, sir? Who runs with headlights? Don't ever contact me again. I will right. send you to the corporate attorney, Bob Hoka. That's Dan's brother. <laughs> Dan's brother. But you're right. I mean, oh, you know, there, there's something that's going to be about that first race back that everybody's you know, feeling good and clear, and it, it's going to be a, it's going to be an awesome event. I can't wait for it to happen. You know, and uh, and get all this stuff back going again. Because man, I, I know I certainly do miss it. Um, and I'm I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that are they're dying to get back out on the race course for sure. And then look at Ultra Sign Up and just be like, okay, okay, okay. You know, we keep checking and refreshing Ultra Sign Up like that night when right. Pat was running Western States. We're refreshing that Twitter feed from I Run Far. Right, just kept on like you know we're, we're refreshing that to see all the races coming up. Um, you know, on, on Ultra Sign Up. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so awesome. It really is. I cannot with- wait. So what race next year are you guys looking forward to either running or, or watching again? And I mean, I mean, there's the obvious Western State stuff like that, but what is, a, what is a race you're looking forward to in 2021 to participate or that you just can't wait to see go? Jeff, do you want to go first? Well, okay. All right. For me, it's a, some may say it's a pipe dream. It's smoke and mirrors. It's whatever oh, I know you want. The answer. I know the um, answer. I have I have aspirations to run the Barkley. He wants nice. to be, Yeah, he wants to I don't know Oddly why. Enough. I don't, Oddly enough. He wants to get beat up in a park. If you want to be an old man and get beat up in a park, you can go down to Nashville. I'll, <laughs> yeah, right. You don't have to you don't have to run a race to do that. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a lot cheaper to go get beat up in a park in Nashville than it is to get beat up in a park in yeah, in, right. in, in Wartburg. Um, but you want you want to get into that. Yeah. Okay, are you gonna be yeah. watching any race? No. Okay. Um, I'll go next. <clears throat> you know, a race that's really kind of gra- grabbed my imagination, something that really looks beautiful, um, is uh, Black Hills 100. I've seen that. Oh, okay. That, that's yeah. a, you know, and it doesn't, I mean, it's not a Western States qualifier, but I think it will be eventually because I think it's getting more and more attention. It just mm-hmm. looks beautiful. And you know, how you, sometimes you'll, you'll kind of scroll on Facebook and look at races and, or you'll see someone that ran one or ran it and you'll see the pictures that they post. And there's something about the pictures of the terrain of the, yeah. of the area where you're running and just kind of captures something in you. You're like, Oh my God, that looks that looks beautiful. I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be miserable for 25 hours or 28 hours. That looks like a great place to be miserable for 28 hours. So that's that's something that that I've I've kind of got my sights set on, and it's it's the thing that when I don't want to run, I'm like, okay, I got to get back into a hundred mile shape. So it's time is, to go out. Is that South Dakota? Is yeah, that, yeah, yep. That's yeah. from okay. uh, it's from uh, da, 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 Sturgis to yeah Sturgis and out out and back there in the Sturgis area. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, one race I'm going to be watching nice. with a lot of a- a- attention and a lot of white claw is uh, <laughs> there's a race called, it's in California. 
Uh, Mike, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's this race, and a guy ran it. It was a horse race a while back, um, uh, and then it, his horse got lame, and so he ran the thing. It's called the Western States Western. 100, and it's in Squee- Squaw? <laughs> Squaw Valley, and it runs all the way to Auburn, and there's this cat uh, from, <laughs> from Savannah, and and his name is Pat Reagan, and oh, and 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 I think he's got a chance to win that. Beast tonight. He's got a chance to win that thing now. Now since since gambling has become legal on a lot of things, I may or may not have called in a bet for the 2021 Western States 100 that Pat Reagan would bring home the Cougar. Ooh. That's the one that I'm going to be watching. But I believe it, it's on the same weekend. As, as as Black Hills, so if I am running Black Hills, I'm going to be stopping all the time and going, hey, who's winning? And they'll say, oh, it's uh, Bob Schlipschlaps from uh, from Sioux Falls. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. And, and they're going to say, Somebody give me a of your weight claw money did you bet <laughs> right, on that? Right, right, right. right. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> How much Not of your this race. Weight claw budget? Who's winning Western States? States? And then they'll be like, oh, it's uh, so-and-so. So so that's what, what I'll be excited about maybe doing and then watching, watching for sure. I got got a quick question, Pat, about Western states. Not not that race in particular, but altitude racing in general. You're from Georgia. Without getting into specifics, how do you train to run at altitude? Well, it, it's interesting. I had a couple races last year where I touched a little bit of altitude, but I kept the perceived exertion like really low through those sections. Like, sure. The, the part of Western states where you So that was my eight-minute mile is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm sorry. All right. yep. <laughs> yeah, he's basically running. You're running at Stafford's pace. My, you're running my pace. <laughs> right, yeah, okay, right. gotcha. <laughs> I definitely took the high country real sure. easy, like, until I hit um, Dusty Corners there. I'd say that that's when, you know, essentially you're, you're getting out of the elevations going to affect you. I don't feel much effect around mile high or lower, but um, – kind of at that 6,000 to or even 6,500 feet up to 8,500 feet at Western States. That's when I definitely feel an impact a bit. So I'm pretty careful there, you know, um, on the downhill sections, I don't have to be quite as careful, but, but climbing at elevation is, is something like I'm very respectful of that can bite you hard, you know, where where I train. But I, I do think that the humidity here is a similar, uh, uh, I think it exerts a similar pressure to to what elevation does, you know, in terms of um, in terms of not allowing you to transport oxygen as efficiently. I think I'm at least a little practiced at that being in an area that has such high humidity. Mm -hmm. I I feel like there's a there's there's a relationship. Oh, yeah. Savannah is an absolute uh, swamp in the summer. Yeah. So so I, I think transporting oxygen and working muscle is difficult here in a way that's similar to elevation, but I, I don't think I can really simulate 8,000 feet or above. That, that's a little difficult for me here. Yeah. You got to get one of those altitude tents. Call up Tom Hoka and say, hey, go give me one of them altitude tents. No, so no, no, no. His brother George is the one that sells oh, okay. the tents. Gotcha, gotcha. Come on. Yeah, that's George. Oh. That's George Hoka. That's Tom. his Tom's not R&D? No, Tom's the CEO. <laughs> Bob is the is the corporate attorney. George, George sells Hoka the tents. sells the tents. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> what about you, Mike? What are you looking forward to next year? Uh, I've signed up for the pistol. Oh, uh, in ooh. March up there in Tennessee. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to do that one. And then I really don't have a lot on my radar. Um, I'm I'm kind of 
well, not, I guess I'm not kind of, I'm opening my second store here soon and I'm not real sure all of a sudden if my miles per week aren't going to just completely collapse on me. Um, and got some other things professionally going on that I think is going to chew up a lot of my time. So, um, signed up for the pistol though. Pretty excited about that one. Um, ran last year, uh, Firewater, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, Greenback, is that right? Yep. Greenback, Tennessee, somewhere around. Um, and loved it up there. Looking forward to going that. And then, yeah, I actually, I'm I was going to go out to Western this year to hang out with AJW and watch my boy, um, you know, take bring home the win, bring home the Cougar. The you know, Cougar. No, no pressure, man. Uh, so I think actually next year, 21, if AJW still has the invite on the table for me to come out and hang out with him and uh, check out that race, I, I, I'm, I would love to go out there and and just kind of be front line All and right. check that. Yes, out. that would be so – because I'm telling you right now, going to Western States, if you were just by yourself, it would be one thing. But when you've got Andy Jones Wilkins who would be like, hey, 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 it's AJW. Hey, Mike, Mike, come yeah, right, over here. Exactly. Come over here. I want to introduce you to Tim Tweetmeyer. Tim, it's me, AJW. <laughs> this is my friend, Mike Nadu. You're going to love Mike. And it's just the whole time. And you can hear him. Did you hear him shouting at you, Pat, when he was at Western States? Oh, yeah, man. Come on, yeah, Pat. I heard come him. On. I heard him at a couple different junctures for sure, man. And, and I know that. Uh, I felt I felt like the Beast Coast was behind me just with just with the volume of AJW's voice alone. <laughs> yeah. Brought the Beast Coast to the to the West there, man. But Mike, um, that's congratulations on opening that second store. That's that's awesome, and that's got to be kind of a a scary thing to do when we're still kind of dealing with the Rona. But man, that's awesome! Congratulations to you on that. Yeah, thank you. It, it, it is, no doubt about it. I had these wheels set in motions before all this stuff happened and then just continued to follow through with it, thinking to myself that, you know, there's no good time to be pregnant, right? So just go ahead and do it. Um, and we've, we've experienced here in the Savannah, Georgia area, and I'm sure it's likewise in a lot of other areas in the country, an influx in runners. You know, gyms have been closed. Yep. People, people wanting to get out, you know, especially here in Savannah, Georgia, grab some of that vitamin D and just, um, you know, embrace being outside and exercising, uh, which we've seen a return on a business. So I looked at it from an opportunity standpoint went, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and roll the dice. Uh, I believe in the mission that we do. And I believe in that there's a void out there. So I, I just decided that, you know what, uh, let's, let's go for it. And, you know, um, Hopefully the bank doesn't come and, uh, and, and knock on the door and say, uh, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> we want those keys back. Oh, <laughs> Hi, I'm Fred Hoke, and I'm here to repossess your store. <laughs> I also own a bank. Ken's going to come and get right. all the inventory out of my store. But, but this brings us to a really good point that I've, I've, I've thought about for a while. And in, in your store, like your store may be called Fleet Feet, but you right. own your store. And Fleet Feet stores are owned by runners right. um, and, and people that live in the community. Our, our fleet feet in Clarksville is owned by a military family, you know, a Green Beret and his wife. Uh, when he's not, you know, he's serving his country and she's running the store and they, they run it together. And so, you know, when you spend a dollar there, the dollar stays in your town. And, and, some, and, and a group of people who have been hit hard by, by the coronavirus is local running local. store yep. owners because it's so easy to go to Amazon and order a pair of shoes. But I'm going to tell you right now, Jeff Bezos isn't supporting the local trail running community. Jeff Bezos isn't having group runs on a Thursday night where you all meet and have have uh, some camaraderie and maybe a beer afterwards or we get claw. to meet new people right or claw you know and and i know that sometimes it's cheaper but if we can for those of us that are 
that have been deemed essential and we haven't been affected financially from COVID-19, I think as a runner, for me, I want to support my local running store. And I may buy a pair of shoes that I don't sure. need right away just because I know that that may help them get through this time because I'm going to tell you right now, I can't imagine a world, a running world, without local running stores that support yep. the local running community. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to agree. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a, <laughs> right? And, you know, I... When, when this first started happening, I actually rallied, uh, me and another person rallied some other small business owners, and we started a movement down here in Savannah called Savannah Strong, and it was specifically small businesses in the local area trying to come together to figure out how we're going to navigate these waters uh, and speaking with our mayor, who I think has done a fantastic job in trying to keep our numbers down here locally, which he has. Uh, and I and I give him kudos to that. But, you know, one of the things I, I had the fortunate ability of speaking with him and the city manager on a, on a, on a you know, not a, on a, not a lot, but a couple occasions to express some of my ideas about how we could safely return back to business. And I said, listen, you know, kind of your point. Right. I said, these big CEOs that you've deemed necessary that are still open, they don't live here in the local community. Right. right. They're they're off wherever they are. I said, here's my store, and I and I and my customers are literally my neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, two houses down is a neighbor of mine, shops store all the time, right? And I said, you're going to have to give me the trust to understand that these are my neighbors and the people that I know. These people that walk in the store are not just somebody walking in; they're my neighbors. They're the people that I call friends. And the last thing that I'd ever want them to do is to walk in my store and feel unsafe feel that there's though they could catch right. this virus or or this um you know the covid right right so you got to let me do what i know is right and make sure i have social distancing and make sure i did the things and just let me stay open because i'm the guy that's going to be here longer that's helping support all the local nonprofits, giving money helping put it on races helping doing with all these um these you know these these local runs and, and helping build the running community which is a strong community which really does give you know runners Brothers, one thing we like to do is give to local causes, and yeah. we will support it. And I think that's you know that's just not here in Savannah; that's nationwide. So I would encourage anyone out there. You're absolutely right. Is before you click on that buy button on Amazon or or it, it really, and I, and I don't mean to take a shot at any one of my vendors. Um, you know, Brooks, Hoka, all of them—they're all fantastic. Especially Hoka. We know, don't you, want to piss off Tom Hoka. No, 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 no. But you know, those those guys—they're still selling the shoes to your local running store, and and give those guys their margins too, because those are the guys, like I said, that are going to be out there uh, at six months, a year, two years, five years from now, that are still supporting your local nonprofit uh, when it comes to your kids' fun run to raise awareness for whatever it may be. Uh, and I think it's now more than ever super important to support that local running store. For sure, couldn't agree. There's more. my there's my plug for local running stores. No, I think it's I think it's good. Right. Brought to you by the Fleet Feet Savannah. Brought to you by Fred Hoka. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pat. I want to know. I want to know. Do you ever get like like when they came out with the Carbon X's, which has those sweet ass blades in them? Did Tom Hoka call you and say like, Pat? We got a prototype I need you to check out. And then did he like send it to you? And like, remember like when they have like cars that they don't want you to see, they put that weird camouflage right. on them. Did he send you like a pair of Hoka X's like that weird it's new like car? wrapped in a blanket? Like wrapped in this new car camouflage, to like try them out. Do you get to like try new shoes and stuff? That's one of the coolest parts of the pro, uh, 
process is, uh, you know, asking for the, the color patterns on the prototypes that you'd like, um, <laughs> whether it's camo or like, I, I wanted the, uh, I wanted the low country camo, you know, uh, the, the, the reeds and, you know, kind of gator prints on mine and no, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I actually get to test, um, you know, quite a bit of like early prototypes and, and that, that's been a really far, fun part of the process. Like I, I was heavily involved with the carbon X from early on as one of the athletes that was going to be running the event yeah. that showcased the carbon X. Yeah. So I, I felt as though I had a lot of, a lot of say in kind of where the design went and that was a fun process. I, I still have some of the early prototypes, which are so cool because like you said, they, they don't have like the, the, the branding that came to market and everything. Right. Tom Hoka's like, yeah. I don't want to see these on eBay. If I see these yeah, on eBay, yeah. Reagan, we're coming after you're you. dead. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead to me. You go run for st- sketchers. <laughs> 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 but no, and you kind of get this too, Mike, working at a running store, you know, you, you don't get the pat treatment where Mike can call Tom Hoka and say, yeah, I think you should have these colors, but you get running stores or, or, or manufacturers coming to the store and like showcasing their new product to you. That's got to be kind of cool. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm right now, currently we're seeing spring 21 line. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at already what's going to be coming out next year from a, from a color perspective and the changes and the updates and, you know, they, they normally bring in a, a nine and a half is normally the, the shoe they bring in. And I squeeze my ten and a half foot into it. Just to, just <laughs> yeah, they fit. They feel. fit. You know, I, I don't get I don't get the special Pat Reagan treatment where I get to order my color palette and my size and, you know, all that stuff. Mossy oak I, I pattern. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm picturing some dude from Hoka shows up. He's got a suit on and he's got one of those, uh, you know, those metal briefcases. You know, yeah, like yeah. like where they keep the nuclear codes in, and he walks in and he says, "Patrick, have a seat." And then he sits down and he removes Pat's shoes, and then he opens up the case and he goes, "These are the new Hoka Ultratron nine thousand cloud boosters." And then he pulls them out, and then like the case's light is is all lit inside, and it's like he lifts them out. And then he puts it on Pat's foot and ties it because he knows how Pat likes and it to tie. Fits perfect. Right, exactly. He knows Pat <laughs> likes the heel lock, you know, in there. And then, and then, <laughs> and, then and then they show up at my store with, right, a, with, right. with a brown box, right? It's right. a local nine and a half, right shoe only, right? You can fit this one on your foot, buddy, and walk around a little bit. The package I'm going to be a nap after this podcast. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice long 10 hour nap. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. All the way. To <laughs> we treat everybody equally. Yes, 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 yes. We do. We do, Pat. But no, um, we can actually bring some value to this because right now there are people reaching for the three star button on iTunes because they're like, eh. They talked like, about Instagram followers. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I'm going to give this a bad review because they talked about Instagram followers and all that right. stuff. Um, but Pat, you can. You're going to move that person's finger two over now to the five-star review and how you're going to do that is you are going to give somebody a training tip you are going to give somebody pro tip uh, an awesome piece of training advice that is going to make this podcast more than just four dudes well drinking white claws on our side <laughs> drinking hot seltzer water and faux over, beer over yeah. on your side room temperature <laughs> seltzer water right man. right so pat can you can you give us can you give us a tip so people are just actually to get some value just from this? Tip. Just just give us one. 
Sure. Yeah. I think this is applicable for this time more than ever is, uh, you need to, you know, focus on specificity when it comes to the right volume at the right times at the right intensities. So if you're quite far out from your next big race, by all means, you know, train in an appropriate volume. Mm-hmm. Um, but continue to take those recovery days, um, you know, v- very slow to, uh, you know, to, to value the importance of the recovery day in your weekly training to try to get, keep some semblance of general structure of, you know, the long run being a, a very important um, day of the week. Um, and to also make sure that you're periodizing things properly so that you're not peaking you know, four weeks from now when your next big race isn't until 12 weeks from now. So specificity and periodization is more important now than ever. So to, to, I guess, expand on that idea a little bit more and something I'm working with my clients on, you know, the people that I coach through my business is maybe every third week or fourth week, we're taking a down week, meaning a, a down week in volume, a down week in quality to really make sure that we're, we're focusing on long-term health, longevity, and peaking at the right times. So that's, that's kind of the long and short of, you know, how I, how I judge, you know, periodization and, uh, specificity. All right. I don't think we went just to tip there. I think he just gave us the full money. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was another, that was another one of those, uh, uh, Tom Hoka type responses. <laughs> right, the perfect right. professional <laughs> tip right there. I'm so proud my of you, Pat. Right there, my man right there, just, he delivers every time. Pat, Pat, well, yeah, I look at my little notebook on, uh, you know, candid things to say <laughs> on podcasts. You know, what, when I get questions like that right here, this little. It says notebook. right here, I'm supposed to say. In the yeah. right in the Hoka boardroom, Tom Hoka's like, did you hear Reagan, guys? Did you hear Reagan on those podcasts? He gave great answers. He's a superstar. I love that kid. Remember that time Walmsley was drunk in the water giving that interview on I Run Far? That was not Hoka approved. We don't. Pat, Pat Reagan's never doing drunk interviews in the water on I Run Far, and that's oh, why we love man. ourselves some Pat Reagan. Um, Mike, now that the finger has moved from the three-star review to the four-star review, it's up to you to get it to five. What can you bring at the end of this podcast to move it to a five-star review? Um, you know, one of the things that I think is, is important is, once again, remembering the, the culture and the community of the ultra world. Mm-hmm. And where four guys like this can come together. We're all remote right now. We're all trying to keep our social distance. We're all trying to do the, the, the responsible thing. But at the end of the day, we're all ultra runners. We all get it. And you know what? It At the end of the day, it's really freaking fun. And we have a good time with it. And it's something that if you haven't been a part of, as soon as you can get out there, get yourself ready, start running right now, do it the right way, but get involved in this ultra running community because it's fantastic. Get it some sketchers and get on out there. Get some sketchers or hokas and then get on out there. That's that's really good. Jeff, uh, I think Mike's got us at a four Jeez. and a half star right now. I, I I don't think I have anything to add oh, to that. Oh, I know. Anymore. Hang on. Uh, all, right. You, you bring, all right, Ryan, then you bring it home. Bring it home. I'm right going now. to. I'm going to bring it home real quick. But before okay. I do that, oh. and we're going to wrap it up. Um, Jeff is known for doing bird calls. Oh, he does bird calls on our podcast all the time. And, and, and there's, there's two ways, Mike and Pat, to know that you're old. What, well, there are various ways, but these are two ways of knowing that you're old. One, you carry a pen knife with you everywhere, right. which he does. And number two, you can do bird calls. And so 
Jeff now is going to razzle dazzle you with a bird call. Okay. He, he's definitely going to bring this up to a four seven five. Bare minimum. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. The whipper will. Ah. Wow, that's pretty uh, good. The whipper will. That we may be even four eight there now. That's pretty good. Let me. Just, I mean. So, 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 Ryan, here's your. You've got to find us the All point right. two. Here we go. Bring I, point two. Here we go. I believe in you know. I love every single listener that listens to the Adventure Jogger. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but the thought of someone downloading, you know, this conversation, this. like, because you know the barrier of entry on a podcast is high. You've got to go and download something. You've got to. You know, it's a process, right? And it's not just like turning on a radio. It's you got to seek it out. You've got to find it. And each week you've got to, you know, keep downloading. And just that for me, it's an incredible honor to think that there are people out there struggling through tough miles, listening to my stupid laugh and, you know, just week in and week out. Um, downloading the podcast. I mean, when I look at the, like you guys probably do the same, you look at the numbers, you go, my God, why are all these people What's just wrong listen, with like, them? Right, just listening to <laughs> to, to me, it, it, right? you know, it's an honor. It's it's an honor and a privilege. And, it really is. You're right. And, and it's something that I, I take very seriously. And and I, I'm going to super serve one listener. And and you don't have to give us uh, a five-star review. One listener we're going to super serve right now. But you're going to get a special treat because your husband reached out. They're in Germany right now, stationed in the Army, uh, Armed Forces, and they're in Germany right now, and they, they are fans of Sarah Ohm is a big fan of the Adventure Jogger, and it's her birthday on June 27th. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping she listens oh, right to this on. before her birthday. So if we could all go out of this podcast singing Sarah Happy Birthday, I think that would be that would get us to the five star. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Definitely. All right, and ready, a one. Let's walk this thing. And Who, two. Somebody, somebody got a harmonica or something to uh, rock this thing? Okay, here we go. There and we a go. one, we go. and a two, and a one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sarah. Happy birthday to For a bunch of guys on a Skype delay. We, That's we, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty We're the bomb. Quality. That's right. That's right. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 